0: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 13th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Feminists in the U.S. are raising alarm bells about what researchers call authoritarian backsliding as GOP-led state legislatures take steps from rolling back abortion rights and equal access for LGBTQ plus Americans to censoring school curricula.
1: They say these developments reflect a troubling global pattern of authoritarianism on the rise and democracy on the decline. Zoe Marks, a public policy lecturer at the Harvard Kennedy School, is co-authoring a book on women's participation in revolutionary outcomes and democratization. She says when there are women participating alongside men in revolutions, it leads to more democratic outcomes. But we also had this other finding that not only are gender-inclusive movements more successful and leading to more democratic outcomes, but when they fail, it leads to a very gendered backlash. So women in particular are worse off. Marx adds that legislative attacks on women and the LGBTQ plus community are attacks on their representation under the law, and thus democracy as a whole. She outlines four areas where the U.S. is experiencing this authoritarian backsliding, access to reproductive health care, workplace equality and economic inclusion, protection from sexual and gender-based violence, and LGBTQ plus rights. I'm Lou Bolke reporting.
0: Meantime, Minnesota's legislative session is scheduled to end in less than two weeks. Government workers there are still seeking final approval of their latest contract. The labor agreements,
2: which affect tens of thousands of state workers, include a 2.5% pay raise retroactive to July 1st of last year. Megan Dayton of the Minnesota Association of State Employees says with the House already approving these agreements, it's time for the Senate to do its part. At a Thursday news conference, Dayton said failure to do so would amount to a pay cut for those who have helped keep the state running during the pandemic.
1: We've heard how they've served our state's veterans and provided health care to hundreds of thousands of other Minnesotans. We've heard how they continue to provide educational services to students throughout the state.
2: Dayton added funds have already been allocated for the extra pay. House approval of these contracts included bipartisan support, but they have yet to get a hearing in the Senate. Union leaders say there are positive signs from that chamber, and Senate GOP leaders have hinted a
0: vote is possible. I'm Mike Mullen. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol issued subpoenas Thursday to five Republican members of Congress, including Representative Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, who had refused to meet with the panel voluntarily. That from the New York Times. In addition to McCarthy, the panel subpoenaed Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, also Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, and Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama. This is PNS. New Mexico will be one of the first states to receive help from the Rural Partners Network. That's a new government initiative that aims to reset the way Washington, D.C. works with rural communities.
1: Billions of federal dollars are available to help rural communities repair and build infrastructure such as roads and bridges, clean drinking water systems, hospitals, and schools. Undersecretary for Rural Development Sochiel Torrey-Small says field staff will provide direct assistance to help locals troubleshoot the grant application process. That helps connect communities to resources based on that community's specific needs to ensure rural communities can access the full array of federal opportunities and resources. The USDA field staff plans to hire locals who know the region and assign staff in Washington, D.C. to represent those regions. I'm Roz Brown.
0: After a drop due to the COVID pandemic, new research says Kentucky is once again crowding more people into jails and prisons. Karen Mitchell is a criminal justice policy analyst for the nonpartisan Kentucky Center for Economic Policy.
1: If Kentucky were a country, it would rank seven highest in the world for the rate of incarceration. We have right under 22,000 people in jails, about another 9,800 people in state prisons. This legislative session that just concluded didn't make any meaningful steps to address that.
0: Mitchell says over the past decade, several factors are driving the state's incarceration levels, including locking people up for low-level drug felonies and property crime. Finally, Jonah Chester reports that Enbridge is seeking to reroute a portion of its Line 5 around the Bad River Bends territory in northern Wisconsin. The reroute falls within the tribe's watershed, and tribal advocates say this poses risk to tribal farming traditions. Aurora Conley, a member of the Bad River
2: Ojibwe and the Anishinaabe Environmental Protection Alliance, says the potential environmental fallout could be disastrous for the region's wild rice fields. She explains wild rice, or manumen, is more than an agricultural commodity to the tribe.
1: This is why we migrated to this area. We were told to keep going until we found the food that grows on water, hence being the wild rice. It's our job to take care of the rice. We were told if we could take care of the rice that we would survive,
2: and we have. According to the National Wildlife Federation, Line 5, which currently crosses the tribe's land, leaked 29 times from 1968 to 2017. A company spokesperson says an estimated $46 million will be spent with native-owned businesses and communities for the reroute. This is Mike
0: Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service member and listener supported. Heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find your Trust Indicators at publicnewsservice.org.